This is Rivalries, the show where we meet fans from rival clubs. Today I'm joined by Will Dalton. He's a presenter and reporter for Virgin Media Sports and also a Chelsea supporter. Will, it's great to have you on the All Villa No Filler podcast. Great to be here, Frankie. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, anytime. So uh, look, Chelsea are playing Aston Villa this weekend. So... It's a game I'm going to. It's one that I'm uh, uncharacteristically looking forward to, I would say. Um, but how do you feel ahead of the Chelsea Villa game? Um, we've seen some bright shoots with Graham Potter over the past few games. Mm-hmm. Uh, with still some worrying signs, like the Everton game should have been three points in the bag. They're obviously all over the place. Yeah. Um, we are just nowhere near clinical in front of goal uh, that we need to be. Um as I said, there's been some bright shoots and stuff, and we'll get into it a bit more. But I concern Villa, Villa are playing well. Uh, you know, new manager's come in. He's he's done well. He's got you organised. He's got you playing well. Uh, and, you know, look where the table we are. Um, you know, we I think some of our players have one eye on the Champions League. And, you know, we were only having a conversation here the other night about our Champions League campaign. I think Chelsea are very dangerous in the Champions League at the moment because... Mm. They don't really have an awful lot to play for in the league. You know, you could kind of say, well, if you if you put a really good run together, you might get towards fifth, fourth. Who mm-hmm. knows? Because it's all over the place. But um, yeah. So I, I'd be a bit worried at times. I think if it's this, if it's going forward, it's the same that what we've seen over the past, say, six weeks, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea will have some good results, um, bad results. So I think it'll be a very mixed bag in the league. So it'll be down to ye. Uh, which one you get, I think. Right, you know, because, yeah, as you, as you mentioned, you know, Chelsea and Villa are firmly mid-table at the moment and uh, firmly ensconced in the race for 10th place, as I call it. Um, that's not really where Chelsea should be, given the amount of money you've spent. So what exactly has gone wrong at Chelsea this season? Well, look, <clears throat> obviously, coming off the back of last year and the situation with Ukraine, the club was incomplete turmoil it was all over the place and and really not for anything of you know the club's doing um you know some people might say well the owner and different things like that but that's where we were left and to have got out of that um obviously new owner came in i think todd has got great plans for what he wants to do i think he would probably admit as well he's learning the process um i thought the transfer window was very very haphazard you know, we've always had good transfer window. Well, not always, but the majority of our transfer windows have always been very planned and um, methodical and, and get, getting usually getting in, getting players early, done, sorted, because it's so key to get players into a club before preseason starts. Mm-hmm. If you can have, you know, 90% of your signings done by preseason, it gives you such a boost. Um, everybody gets to know each other. Everybody's on the same fitness levels, you know, relatively. Um, and and that didn't happen. There was late signings. It was the same in January. And then also the the, the other key factor was the players didn't go out the door. Mm. Um, there's far too big a squad there uh, with players that shouldn't be there anymore. You know, and whether that is they're not good enough, or whether you know naturally a player's time has come to the end at the club for form for, you know, sometimes players get a bit stale. They need a move to rejuvenate themselves as well. So that's been a big, um, 
a big you know downfall of this season I think I think once we get to the summer and we're able to move some players on I think the the new players that we have signed and I think there are some very good young players in there mm-hmm. um, with great potential that they will develop I think Potter as well you know look he was very unlucky with injuries he had an incredibly shocking injury list yeah. which again the physio department we've always had a very very good physio stroke medical department this year it's not been the same there have been changes whether those changes have been right or wrong well we can look at the injury list and that i think gives us the evidence that seriously needs to be sorted um uh and that was that that kind of stopped you looking at Graham potter's record overall to say right where is he um but obviously when you have defeat after defeat home defeats you're not and you're not even playing well we weren't creating goals um questions were going to be asked now players have come back you know he's got important defenders back midfielders back um you kind of, and the signs that were have been made you've kind of got right we need to see something now now we've got what three wins in a draw in the last four so you'd like to think that's turning the corner you know the win against Leeds again I was like we've won but Apart from that goal, we've done nothing else mm. new from the last game. Thankfully, Chilwell and James are back. And you can't underestimate how big those two players are, not just to the team, but to the system that Chelsea can use and essentially destroy teams with. Those two players are, in my eyes, the best in their positions, I think, in the world at the moment. James is just, you know, he brings so much strength and determination, even as a character, steal into the team. Mm. Chilwell will cause havoc up front when he's a left wing back. And with those two players, then I think that's the perfect system for us. We have enough central defenders, good central defenders to play that three at the back. And then, you know, to talk about then this team not having N'Golo Kante, in my eyes, probably the best player I've ever seen live. Again, really? hugely okay. underestimated by people that until you see Kante live and what he does it is just incredible and you can yeah, talk about Ronaldo's Messi's yes 100% agree but they'll grab the headlines because of their goal scoring race yeah. Kante just it is essentially people have said it before and it's so true it is like having two players in the mm-hmm. team you know, you know as Chelsea fans we are also hopeful that when he is back as far as I know he played um, a behind the closed door match against Charlton uh, during the international break. So last week uh, came through that. I think played sixty minutes, if I'm right. Don't hold me to that. But again, it, it, that will be such a major, major boost. And then being able to rotate Kovacic, Fernandez, and Kante. Those three for me will fill two positions. And at today's game, when you've so many games and you've such intensity, and the Champions League. That's the ideals. Uh, sorry, I, ideal dream scenario for Graham Potter. Uh, but the final thing then is, is to try and get the striker scoring. Jeff Felix has looked very, very good. Looks like we will want to sign him. Looks like he wants to say. But you need more from Kai Havertz. We've seen little bits now in the past couple of games, maybe, that he's beginning to get confidence back. And you just need an edge from him. Sometimes he looks a bit, I don't know, I don't want to say sedated, but it's like, come on, like get stuck in really a bit more. So that's kind of what we're hoping for really over the next, the Villa game and, that, and then going forward. Okay. Um, I mean, as you said about Kante, I mean, I remember the first time I watched him play was for Leicester against Arsenal when he was in the season Leicester won the league. And I remember being absolutely astonished at how good he was. And I remember me and a friend who were watching it together just being like, it, 
you say the best player in the world. It was, uh, he was just so brilliant. Um, but, uh, but you know, uh, you will look ahead to sort of this weekend, the Chelsea Villa game. How do you think specifically Chelsea can hurt Aston Villa? Well, James is a 50-50 from what I know. Obviously, pulled out of the second England game, a hamstring injury. Again, worrying signs that we're still not managing injuries well. Um, so it's kind of like, right, well, are we going to take a chance on him uh, with obviously Champions League coming up? Perhaps not. But as I said, that that's where I see Chelsea hurting pretty much any team. That's where they will play. I don't think they'll try and hide it. I think those players are that good. And then when you have the quality of Kovacic, who scored two the other night for Croatia, very rare thing for him to do. Hopefully he brings <laughs> his score and boost back um, to Stamford Bridge. Uh, I, you know, Kante won't start, but could you could see him get some minutes, hopefully, uh, and Fernandez then as well. That they will allow those those two to get up the wings, play the passes in where they need. Um, so that's where I see danger coming from. Um, some of the new signings, Manjuke and Mudrick, yet to see the best of Mudrick. Yeah, I think we'll probably hold, um, you know, our thoughts about him until the new season. But in in flashes, he he has something. He has that X factor that you look for in a player. And now what needs to be done is develop and tease that out into to him becoming, you know, a potential superstar. But yeah, sorry, to answer your question, that's where I see the wingbacks will play a massive important role. I can't see Potter switching from the style. So I think that's the key to Chelsea. If you can shut those two down, if it's not James, we'll see who else plays there. It, it has been Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Does not feel the same um penetration i think going forward but ben is back ben is looks like he's 100 percent, and that's a danger to any uh opposing side yeah he's a, he's a great player as well um you know aston villa down i think chilwell's side so on villa's right hand side um matty cash has been injured whilst playing for poland so he's going to be out three weeks and he was in great form for villa Ashley Young will come in most likely. They could maybe Ezra Constant be pushed out to the right and Diego Carlos comes in. But I would say that side of the of the pitch could be where Villa get hurt. Maybe, you know, Leon Bailey tends to play out there. He's not massively consistent. Um, gives the ball away every now and again. So if you can get the ball out on that side and just hit Villa, you know, Mudrick maybe going at Ashley mm. Young, that might be an area that Chelsea get some success. Um but at the same time, you know, Villa's away form has been really strong under Unai Emery, you know, 2-0 against Tottenham away um, not too long ago. So uh, how do you think Villa themselves could hurt Chelsea? Well, look, I think you've got a man in form up front, haven't you? He's looking to break a record, I think, this weekend, Sully Watkins. Um, yeah. going, I think it's the first Villa player to have scored five is it successive away games or something like that. So, yeah. look... He's dangerous. Um, yeah, you know, I still think Ollie Watkins is a little bit more in him. Um, you know, you're almost kind of going, is he going to go to that next level? Mm. Uh, so, you know, potentially from that, we've looked a little bit weak at times from set pieces. I think if the press is there as well, um, Kepa has been very solid now for Chelsea in recent weeks, but he was part of a brutal Spanish side the other night, one of the worst <laughs> Spanish teams I've seen in years. Yeah. against Scotland and uh, no disregard to any Scottish Villa fans because Scotland were fantastic and did exactly what they needed to do um, 
so yeah, we're still we're still hoping again. Kepa kind of fulfills you know what they made him a world record signing for. Um, so there's always a little bit of a worry there. And then just at times the centre backs like Koulibaly for that that second goal against Everton was just a shocker. Like for such an experienced player to let such an inexperienced player do that to him is a real worry. Um, on the plus side, Batishil and, and Fafana seem to be coming. Fafana especially coming into form after injury and she has been a very very good solid signing great value I think for what we paid for him um, so defensively you know they, they'll have to be on their on their on their game to, to keep an eye on Watkins I think and and then also as well John McGinn playing for Scotland the other night mm. hasn't done it for ye I think as much as he's been doing for the Scots but then that's down to your manager to get the best out of him and there's no reason why he can't be doing that you know is there something in the Villa setup that He's being constrained. Is he being told, no, you can't be, you need to be a little bit more disciplined where he's more freedom with Scotland. Mm. McGinn, is, McGinn has, uh, has that little uh, bit of X factor we're talking about, you know, in the team, you can create a spark out of nothing. So I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on John McGinn as well. Yeah, John McGinn's um, form has come so much better under Unai Emery. Um, he's getting forward much more now than he was under Steven Gerrard. Um, so I think the goal will come from. He hasn't scored for a long time for Villa, but at the same time, you know, Bubakar Kamara, who's been a brilliant signing for us, to be honest, and one I'm surprised isn't a you know a Champions League club. Um, he's been super this season, but he got injured against Crystal Palace. Horrible tackle on him by Czech Decore, and uh, John McGinn's kind of slotted back in there now. Um, so that sure just shows Villa's squad depth isn't quite there. And this summer, I think Villa are probably going to have to go quite big. Um, so if John McGinn sits in CDM this this weekend. Again, I think I think that's not Villa at their best. I think if he's able to sit out right and push forward a bit more and Kamara comes back in from injury, then I'm very, very excited to see how this game goes. So score prediction-wise, uh, Will, it's very hard to predict Chelsea this season, but uh, I'm going to ask you, put you on the spot, how do you think you'll do at Stamford Bridge this weekend? Well, usually whatever I say, the exact opposite happens. That's why <laughs> okay. I that, right? So, like, if you look at our stats this season at home it's 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 i'll be honest frank it's been a tough watch mm. okay so i wouldn't be going to Stamford bridge at the weekend thinking there's going to be a whole load of goals uh, i think there hasn't been a goal at Stamford bridge in the opening 15 minutes right as far as i can remember yes we've had no early goals and the other thing i saw as well that there's only been i think it's 25 or 26 goals in all the premier league games at Stamford Bridge so far this season between both teams. And I think that's the lowest in the league. It has been dull, to say the least. So you're kind of thinking then, is a goal going to settle us? And then, of course, I talked to you on Sunday and it's 3-3 or something. Yeah, yeah, Um, exactly. uh, Look, I think it'll be tight. I think think it will be a a 1-0. As I said, I'd like, you, you know, for it to continue our progression... The, the Everton game kind of knocked us back a bit again. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd like to think, coming back in off the international break, um, players ready to go again. They've had that little break from the Chelsea squad. And those who weren't with their international team are ready to go. It'll be an interesting um, selection for Potter to see where players are. Because he'll obviously have to take into account of how many players you know have played for their country, how many minutes they've done, etc. Whereas players are just sitting in the cabin waiting to go. Um, it was good they had that in-house match, I think. And we have the likes of Kante getting some minutes. Uh, 
score prediction. I don't know. I'll go 2-1 Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea. Um, for the first time ever in my life, ever, for Villa against one of the top teams, I'm going to be... I'm going to say Villa do it. I'm going to say we carry on our good away. You don't from. usually do well at the bridge, do you? No. We're usually, it's usually at Villa Park. We might have a little bit of trouble or there's a, a right home dinger of a game. I remember some, I think, 3-3 draws and stuff between us. Yeah. I, like that, so. I do remember an 8 0 at Stamford Bridge, so which I'd, I'd prefer to forget, but I, uh, hopefully that doesn't happen this you week. You invited me on, wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we've had a few bad days. I think there was a 7 1 as well, maybe is, at some point. Um, but yeah, and there was, but I think there was a, was there like a 4 4 one time, three, like a last minute? Well, yeah, there, is, there has been some crazy matches between yeah. us. Yeah. So. Know, I, Never know. This weekend, I'm going to say it's a bit. I'm going to say it is a bit of a humdinger, and I'm going to say that Villa. But I'm going to say Villa do it. Uh, I don't quite know what scoreline, but I'm just daring to dream. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I probably should never do that as a bit bad. But uh, well, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you on. Um, where can people find you online and find your work? Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Will Dalton zero one. That's where I live. So yeah. Plenty of football, sport-related stuff in there uh, from Ireland and from England as well. So, yeah, um, uh, and the world, really. So, yeah, that's where you can get me.